and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Chamberlain. We have a new champion, Matt. What up, Toronto? Oh, Canada. Coming in clutch this game. Not choking. Almost. (laughs) It was close. Fred Van Fleet. The real finals MVP. Bailed him out. (laughs) Shout out Hubie Brown for that MVP (laughs) vote. Oh my gosh. What a legend. Hubie Brown's the real MVP. Does what he wants. Uh, (laughs) Remember, before we get too far into this episode and start talking about uh, the new champion, the Toronto Raptors, uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at NBACouchGMPod, and remember to follow us uh, on your favorite podcast platform whether that be apple podcast spotify google play or Spitch, stitcher excuse me um we would greatly appreciate that also leave us a rating and review um and we'll give you a shout out on the podcast because we don't have very many ratings or reviews but hopefully now we will matt what are some thoughts of this game crazy game six like this was another like bonkers off-the-wall series, or, well, game in this series, which was an amazing, amazing series. And I think encapsulating that point you just made is Kyle Lowry played well. <laughs> like, biggest game of his life, and Kyle Lowry came out the gates first quarter firing. Like, that dude was like, I'm taking every single shot. And he was making every single shot. He was fired up after, you know, probably... uh you know, listening to our last podcast, episode 33, and you calling him out for just throwing the ball on the other side of the backboard. It was deserved. When Draymond Green tipped it. He got a fingernail on it. (laughs) Uh, But it was deserved. But, like, in all the plays leading up to it, too. But Kyle Lowry comes out tonight, and he just goes on an 11-0 run by himself. Like, there was a a Kevon Looney dunk somewhere in there, but... He just like I'm, he just went out toward the first eleven, and there was like no stopping him. He was like, "I'm attacking the pick and roll from the beginning. I'm getting switches, and I'm gonna make the big man just pay." And he did it. And Kyle Lowry, from start to finish, really played a good game. Yeah, there's moments, of course, but every player has moments. But shout out that dude. I talk a lot of crap on Kyle Lowry, and a lot of it's deserved. I'm not a Kyle Lowry guy either, for what it's worth. But you know, he did it tonight. He like. He made plays. Yeah, he for sure did. Um, it felt like in that second half, it was like, ooh, is this like going to be turning into Kyle Lowry, like what we have expected from Kyle Lowry in the past? And that, that wasn't the case. Like, he actually really did have a nice game. He kind of had a bad turnover there, I think in the fourth quarter, um, kind of late. Uh, but it didn't really matter, and he was like fouling super early in that second half too. Yeah. Like had four fouls kind of early. He never really. I don't think he ever picked up a fifth. Um, yeah, it, he did. Um, but it's like he never felt in foul trouble. Like he wasn't yeah. playing like he was in foul trouble. Right. Maybe that's because they were able to bring in like Van Fleet, and he was just able to be another guy out there playing good defense, and that like then that leads us to not like we have to like Clay went out it's yeah. a lot easier to play defense whenever there's only one splash brother instead of two especially when that second one is going berserk 
30 points? He had 30 points through three quarters. At thir- I mean, 32 minutes. Like, that's all Clay played, and he got 30 points. Like, that massive level of on efficiency. On 12 shots. Like, on 12. <laughs> this dude was... Oh, my God. I called Clay game. I mean, <laughs> we both talked about that. It's like, you can't screw around with the Warriors. Like, you just can't. Like, no. you're asking for it. And, and, like, they almost, like, with if he didn't go down with that knee injury, like, there was an avalanche coming in that third quarter it, for the it Warriors. It felt like it was coming, yeah. Especially, like, if Clay puts home that dunk. Like, that place was going nuts and, like, was just ready for it. And, obviously, Danny Green wasn't trying to hurt him. It, that was a, just a good contest, good playoff foul. Like, there was nothing wrong with Danny Green's contest there. It sucks that... What happened ended up he happening. He landed like, awkwardly. Yeah, and that Clay, he shot the free throws, which shout out him for coming back and shooting the free throws. But then he just left the arena on crutches shortly thereafter. And, like, that's awful. But on some level, like, the Warriors probably feel a little gypped because it's like, no KD. Clay was playing, I mean, one of the game six Clay games. Boogie's obviously still not 100%. Kevon Looney's out here with a fractured collarbone, and they're still right there. And they were so close. Iguodala's like grimacing on every like if you he had a like incredible third quarter there too. He and did. like when he was walking up to the free throw line, like the camera was on his face, like he was grimacing with every step. Yeah, like, dude's not healthy either. He's not. And you know, to, to his, it's like you chalk it up to everyone's hurt. It's like no, I mean the dude's hurt. Yeah, but he's figuring out a way and coming out and playing big, twenty-two. Um, points tonight, but shifting shifting back to Toronto, the team that actually won the game and won the series, like Kyle Lowry playing defense the way he did most of the night, and yeah, it got easier when Clay got out, but him and Fred Van Fleet, that backcourt was just dynamite the second half. I, I mean, Fred Van Fleet, like, it's, it's kind of funny that Hubie Brown gave him a finals MVP vote, <laughs> yeah. but like on some level, there's no way Toronto won that series without Fred Van Fleet. Like no. they, Fred Van Fleet wanted it that way. <laughs> he was like, "Give me Boogie." <laughs> Are we about to get a and, copyright strike and, for and a ESPN shook, ad? Oops, and shook him. Like Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry was the best backcourt the Raptors had all series. Like in all respect to Danny Green and the game three. Danny Green didn't had. take a shot tonight, which like, is just like it was weird. Um, yeah, and only 18 minutes, and then he had that turnover too <laughs> there at the end. Um, but that was a good backcourt, and I know Clay was going off, but there was nothing you could do about that. Like Clay, I mean, he was just on his zone there, and even Steph. Like Steph had a pretty good game too um, for the Warriors. And on some level, there's only so much you can do to stop Steph. Also, but like they, that was a good backcourt for Toronto. It worked. Kawhi looked like he was pressing early and yet you still had a guy like Pascal come in and at least early on made up for the last couple games. So it's like they had multiple guys stepping up early and often enough to where like even though Kawhi wasn't at his best at the beginning, it felt like Toronto still had that extra push in them, knowing that Kawhi like hadn't hit it yet. Yeah. Like, he, you could tell Kawhi was gassed by the end of this. Like He had his hands on his knees in the first quarter. Yeah, and I think Curry was too. Like, obviously not getting as much lift and into his shot as he normally would. But this is the finals, and, like, you just got to dig deep and find that extra gear. Um, 
the construction of this Toronto team is going to get a lot of probably praise, like some ad- adoration for uh, Musai Ujiri and the team there in Toronto. Um, there's always that thing, like, they didn't really have, like, a lottery pick in this, and they just hit on the guys they needed to hit on, like yeah. the Pascal Siakams. Fred Van Fleet not being drafted, but they signed yeah. him. Yeah. And, like, that's an incredible job, and it's what we talk about all the time on this podcast. Like, if you're going to have a prolonged run, like the Raptors have, like, they have made the playoffs consistently for the last seven, eight years now. Like, you have to hit on your late-round guys. Yeah. Get some draft assets somewhere along the way. Because even, like, the Jonas Valanciunas still on right, like, you may not be super high in them, but they turned into Marcus Hall. Who ended up playing well enough for you. Like, he didn't hit his shot tonight, but, like... When he hit some clutch free throws. Yeah. But it's like he he played a good game overall still. Right. It's like he he's the dude who kind of, like... Push this team like after the trade deadline into another atmosphere, like another sphere of of competitiveness, like being able to move without the ball, mm-hmm. like moving the, the ball well. Of it. Um, that's what like ever we talk. I think we talked about on this podcast, like that elbow passing from Mark Gasol is going to make a difference on this team, and it did in this series and throughout this playoff run. Like it was a significant difference, even though he might not have been hitting shots. Yeah, I mean, you trust that he's generally going to hit enough. And, yeah, tonight he didn't, but he did other things well. But you're right, just the construction of, you know, we found a guy like Pascal, we liked him, we just knew we had to develop him. And even in this series, like, you saw the development. He just played like a chicken with its head cut off in the first game, <laughs> and he just ran it as fast as he could, and it worked. There was just, you couldn't stop the athleticism. And then you saw him struggle throughout the middle of the series and even like the end of game five like got benched and then tonight like he kind of got himself under control more he was going fast but he wasn't in a hurry and it's like they found a guy like that they could develop and eventually he's he's become something that you like you can you wouldn't have expected from the 27th overall pick in the draft or like Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, like, you had to acquire eventually because, like, he didn't work out in Philly and, and other situations. And you developed him. Yep. You you brought in someone like a Norm Powell in the second round, a Fred Van Fleet, undrafted. You said, like, we see some potential. And you developed them. And that – Nick Nurse wasn't the head coach the whole time, but Nick Nurse has been on the staff. He's been part of the G League staff. Like, he's been an integral part of developing these guys. And even this year – like, Van Fleet's talked about how, like, I didn't know if I really trusted this guy. He was, like, all over the place, like, with his ideas and how he wanted to run things. But we see it now. Like, we yeah. see what he was going for now. And, like, it it obviously worked. And so shout out to, obviously, Masai Ujiri for building the team. But also, like, Nick Nurse and Dwayne Casey for, like, developing these guys. These guys that otherwise, like, shouldn't have been as good as they are. And they pit. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, there was some crazy stat I was reading on Twitter from Pascal Siakam. is like, his first year in the league, like, he took, like, five threes or something like that. Next year, he was, like, hitting, like, 22% or something like mm-hmm. that. And now in this finals run, like, he's hitting, like, 38 or 39% from three. Like, there's a big development there. There's big leaps there. Of course, like, 
it's not only like credit to like Nick Nurse and that training staff there, but also like to the players who are buying into the system, to wanting to win yeah. these championships. I mean, of course, that all of what we just talked about is all well and good, except for the fact that like this is the reason you trade for one of the best three players in the league. Yeah, you went out and you got Kawhi. Like that. This is it. Like this is the reason. Even if he he's gone, this was his year in Toronto, and and he's out now. It was worth it. Yeah. I think it was worth it, even if they didn't win it this year. There was very low risk for Toronto. Yeah. So that's why you got into it. You you had a guy like Demar Derozan, which shout out Demar Derozan, send him a ring, and get and get him something. Uh, he you tried it for as long as you can. It didn't work out. And then you, you still sent him to a good situation along with Jakob Pertle. And, and, but you got someone back that even if it was just a year and you had to do the whole load, load management thing, he missed like 20 games. Well, he played 24 games in the playoffs, <laughs> so he earned it back. Right. Uh, that's why you go do it because there's no replacing a – like DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertle, whatever draft pick, whatever – that's never going to equal up to what a Kawhi Leonard can give you in a postseason run. It just isn't. And that's why you go make the move. And if you felt like you've done everything else right, you still have a good team in place otherwise, this is what can happen. It's not guaranteed ever, obviously, but this is what can happen. And Kawhi, even though he didn't have his best game, I tweeted it out like I felt like he was pressing yeah. early in the first half. Kyle Lowry was more... A little pressing, but it was with the best looks. Whereas Kawhi is like, it shots he hits, shots he makes, shots he's he's done, and time after time made it in this series. But like, it wasn't quite as fluid as it had been. Sure. So like in the first half, you're like, it feels like he doesn't want this to go to a game seven because he knows. And Clay was red hot, so it's like you're trying to match a little bit. I felt that a little from Kawhi early on. But then he settled down. He eventually ended up with 22. But I think he didn't disrupt the offense. Because then in the like the fourth quarter when Van Fleet's just like red hot, Kawhi didn't just come up and take the ball from him. Right. Because how many backup point guards is Kawhi Leonard just going to defer to? Or a Kawhi Leonard-esque guy, a, an upper echelon top five player in the league. It's like, you know what? It's the closeout game of the NBA Finals. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You're hot. <laughs> like, how many guys would do that and just go, like, be like, I'll go be a decoy over in the corner? Not very many. No, like, exactly. But he's like, I believe in this team. Yeah. And maybe it's just kind of his personality, too, not to just go command the ball. But on some level, like, I really respected. He was probably that. too exhausted to go get tired. the ball. <laughs> he was tired. But, like, just that mindset and like that approach to the game that Nick Nurse has tried to instill and it seems very similar with how Kawhi plays the game that's just spread throughout this team yeah it doesn't matter really who's getting the bucket as long as someone is it's all it's all good well Kawhi has always been publicly about not the accolades for himself but winning and like that speaks so much to your point of like Kawhi just wants what's best for the team he's mm -hmm. currently on and of course, that was just letting Fred Van Fleet go for 12 points in the fourth quarter, which was insane. Bonkers. <laughs> uh, um, but, like, very, 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 very impressive run by the Toronto Raptors. Um, 
I think something that will I will always think about is that four bounce shot in the second round of the NBA playoffs, where like that pops out like. Then you're they're going to overtime and like who knows Philly's what probably winning that game in overtime. Like they were just on that type of run, and like the ball just happened to go in for Toronto, and like that's going to be the difference between a championship for the Raptors and a championship for. Golden State, or maybe even Philly, or even Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, like Milwaukee could be looking at this and saying, "Like, are you kidding me? Like, we were two wins away from maybe a championship. Like, that." But that's the point. Like, yeah. the, there's so like narrow margins for this thing, and like, who knows? Like, what this team looks like next next year? Like, Kawhi could walk. Mark Gasol could opt out. And go somewhere else. Oh, the franchise can move to Vancouver. Who cares? <laughs> it's just a national team now. Just they're going to rename it. it Toronto. Uh, just call it Canada Raptors. Drop the pretense. It's not Toronto's team anymore. It's just Canada. Matt, what uh, like what else do you want to talk about in this in this uh, like post? NBA championship craze. Like, do, do you want to talk about the Warriors and like the I end think of the Warriors? We need to talk about the Warriors a little bit, just like how they actually played. Because so after Game Five, I had said Clay game, Dre game. Like those guys aren't just gonna let Oracle go out because it it was literally the last game at Oracle. Like Oracle's shut out. It's done. Close the doors. Knock it down. So implode it. (laughs) Let Clay like do some cool like knock it down like, (laughs) and it sets off like the TNT or something. I don't know. Um, But like we've talked, we've talked about Clay going nuts. Like Curry, although I I guess he could have played better for sure. He missed the shot there at the end. Yeah, I mean Steve Kerr drew up a beautiful play, incredible pass by was it Draymond to Iggy or other way around. Iggy to Draymond. Iggy to Draymond. I think so. That was it. So it was a weak side pass across court to Draymond. Uh, Screen set for... I would say Boogie sets a good screen. Serge was not paying attention to the screen at all. And and, sagged. And And, like he was looking at Draymond who caught the pass, not at Curry running off the screen from his man. And he got a good look. I mean, as good of a look as you're realistically going to get in that situation. You're not going to get to set your feet square and shoot. And this was down two. Mm -hmm. Down two with nine seconds left. After the Warriors had an incredible defensive stand, they decided not to foul. Danny Green turned the ball over. Gosh. Trying to get to Pascal Siakam. Um, Great defense by Draymond Green. Um, And they got a good look. And the scrambled happened. The Warriors tried to take a timeout with no timeouts, technical foul, and then it's a wrap from there. Toronto goes on to win it. But just an incredible game from Draymond Green, I think. Like, defensively, like, what he gave, like, he only put in 11 points, 19 rebounds, though. Yeah, I'll say, and, and 13 assists. Like, Draymond played a really good Draymond game. Like, he, he did. That's as best as you could hope for. And he did have eight turnovers, though. He did. He, he almost had the Westbrook triple-double. <laughs> Quadruple-double. Quadruple-double. <laughs> yeah. And I would say you were probably fine. Like, if you're Steve Kerr, you're probably fine with, honestly, like, five of them. Because 
they were all like with good intention. There, yeah, there's a couple that like you're like, mm, that there, that was a that was a little bit much, but there was one that should have been Kyle Lowry's fifth out like early in the fourth. Yes, and it wasn't it. He like sold it too much, and the refs didn't bite. It's like and it was, it was a, a turnover. Foul. It's like if you would just like rip the ball or something like the ref will clearly see it's a foul but instead you just like tried to over exaggerate it and it's what Draymond had talked about like I don't like that I've been doing this I'm gonna cut out. and then he did and yeah. like he was getting the calls then more just like just straight up he wasn't have to yell but like he did an old Draymond thing and it's like it that one thing isn't that big of a deal but it's like you did that a couple too many times and yeah. Yeah, you would like to have those three possessions back, but you know, it, within you live, the flow of the that, game, that, they were still right there. None of them felt like, oh, that that just put this team away. Yeah, they never felt that bad. There was a, Kyle to your to your boy Kyle Lowry in this game. Uh, Draymond got a rebound, one of his nineteen rebounds, and tried to outlet it, outlet it, outlet it quickly to Quinn Cook on a leak out. Who was, like, past half court. And, like, Kyle Lowry played, like, baited him into it, played safety. Yeah. And and just, like, picked it off. And, like, I I think it didn't end up being anything for the Raptors. But um, still kind of a sequence there. It's like, man, if you could have hit. Because that was when the Warriors were up. Mm -hmm. It could have been, like, up five if they get that transition bucket. And, like, maybe that changes the game from there. But, um Draymond played really well. Clay played really well. I mean, like, Iggy, 22 points. That's, like, the most you could have hoped out of him. Yeah. And like, especially the defense he was giving you. Yeah. And, like, with, with him on offense, like, he would he was taking a lot of twos. But for him, like, it was things he was comfortable with. And on some level, like, you just needed him to score. So it's like, just score from somewhere. And yeah. we'll figure out the analytics and the details later. And And he did. Kevon Looney in the minutes he was out there like played fine, I mean as much as he could. Hurt. I thought Boogie was okay actually. Yeah, like, Boogie Boogie played well. I thought he had some post ups and like even a couple offensive rebounds there. Whereas like he fought for those and created yeah. extra extra possessions for he the did. Warriors. He did. Um, I'm really impressed with Boogie. Like outside of the one maybe like horrendous game in this finals, like he really kind of put it all out there. Like, he could have shut this thing down yeah. and said, like, I'm not playing. But, I mean, he got cooked a couple times in the pick and roll, but it's not – it wasn't just awful. Yeah. And it's it's one of those, like, he was out there trying and you needed someone else, and he, he gave you 12 points. Yeah, you would like to hit a couple more free throws, but, you know, that dude's with gassed. Yeah. He was exhausted out there. And he's – I don't know if that dude ever healed from his original injury, let alone the quad injury right. that he suffered. So it's like, that dude was out there trying for you. And you got to be happy with the effort he gave you. You're happy with the effort Curry gave you. There just, there just wasn't enough to match the insane level of production that Kyle Lowry and Pascal and Fred Van Fleet and Kawhi Leonard were all able to to put out onto the court for the Raptors. I mean, you had to play Giannis Jurebko two minutes you had to throw Andrew Bogut out there for a little bit. Quinn Cook, Sean Livingston, Alfonso McKinney all played at least 10 minutes. Was this Sean Livingston's last NBA game? You know, he did a couple nice things, but man, he looked old out there throughout I mean, the series. There, there, 
I remember like if you go back to this five year run at the very beginning, it was like Sean Livingston would just like post up a, like he would take Fred Van Fleet into the post and just like turn around, jump shot him to death. Like yeah. play him off the court essentially. And like he just can't do that anymore, unfortunately. And like I hope like of course like he's a multiple time NBA championship now or champion now, but like I think that was Sean Livingston's last game, realistically. It was actually a pretty good game. It's probably his best game all series. Yeah. Um honestly. Hit, hit a couple just like mid range shots yeah. that was like Play, played played alright defense. Classic Sean Livingston. He went out trying. Fouled, fouled Fred Van Fleet on a big three-point yeah, attempt. Yeah, he did. Um, free three, free throws. But three free throws. You know, it, it's it's one where, like you just needed someone to come in and give you decent minutes, and for the most part, he did that. I think that just kind of overall talks like what the Warriors were. They're like, Sean Livingston looked kind of washed, and they're like, No, dude, we need you for like sixteen minutes out here. Yeah, and that's just part of the the clay was out. KD was out. Iggy's hurting. Like, they want to go small. Kavon Looney's hurt. Boogie's hurt. We, we need someone else out here right now. So, it, I think he's garnered a lot of respect around the NBA. I don't think you should reasonably expect him back. I would be It'd be cool if he is, but he's a 16-game player. He's not an 82-game player anymore. Yeah. And so, that's just, like, a roster spot. Right. And it's kind of hard to justify that. That's getting to a little off-season bit for us, but... You know, it's you're okay with it. You don't expect him to hit big shots anymore. Yeah. Just one thing. So that Steph three, they were only down one. They were down one eleven, one ten. Mm. It was then Kawhi made a tech free throw and then on the timeout, and then he the hit the shots. two on the inbound thing. Which that inbound thing was weird because very clearly, like the refs did not blow their whistle like before or while the ball was being inbounded. Yeah, like they called it very clearly after it, like borderline to the point of like, did Kawhi get the shot off before the buzzer went off late? And then they just left it at point nine on the clock, which Kawhi made both free throws. It didn't matter, but like that was very weird. It was like if he misses one of these, this and, could be a and Draymond gets a good heave, like. <laughs> You never it know. It could be really weird. I mean, on some level, I'm thankful Kawhi just hit them both and just let and it end. It. Yeah, but like it was, it was there for Golden State. But you go down with a Steph Curry three, win or lose, it it won you Game Five. Him and Clay won you Game Five with threes. Yep, and it just didn't fall tonight. Yeah, I mean at, that at the end of the game, that was kind of the story. Is like. I mean, it's injuries. Like, I think this series is going to be talked a lot about injuries and, like, what players are expected to be and, like, what they should be doing in these tight situations um, when coming back from injury. Um, But it was ultimately, like, a really fun series of, like, two coaches who are, like, really, like, smart, intellectual chess match type of type of series which was really fun to watch um it's kind of too bad like again injuries like you never saw all the chess pieces out like we never saw really pascal siakam at center which could have mm-hmm. been really fun but alas i mean i guess they didn't really need to they were even playing surge and marcus all out there at the same time again they went ultra than- big <laughs> against golden state yeah. which is like a big no-no for a long time yeah. uh do you want to talk about like this like, is this the end of a dynasty? Did we just witness the end of this Golden State dynasty? You know, 
part of me says yes, based off of the expectation that this the season starts and the Golden State Warriors are expected to win the championship. Yep. If that's your expectation, I think that's over. Saying Golden State's not going to be a top-level competitor, I think, is a bit much. Because I still think they're going to be without Kevin Durant. Because whether he's on the team payroll or not, he's not going to be playing next year. Right. Like that's one that's of the two best play- one one of the two best players in the world is not playing. So whether yeah whether he's on your payroll or not. So knowing that knowing you're you're going to bring back Clay, you just are. You still have Steph. You still have Draymond for next year. Iggy's still on the books for next year. Sean Livingston I think is non guaranteed. Um, it's only a two million dollar guarantee. He's on the books for seven and a half for next year, but you can waive him. Um, for basically nothing and I mean Alfonso McKinney like that's all that's on your roster next year at 85 million dollars roughly so it's like you can go with that fill out a team fairly nicely get underneath the tax and probably be okay yeah and I don't know if that's a just a top four team in the west I don't know if that's a pushing a western conference finals i don't know if that's a you you might get to the finals but you're not going to be the favorite i think there's somewhere in that pushing western conference finals area but i think it brings them a little bit down to like houston level which is still a really good team still probably winning 50 games yeah still super competitive and you should have a reasonable bet on them to make it out of the west but it's not it's not the dynasty. It's not like Alabama. Just count Alabama yeah. in the football championship. Yeah. Um, I I think I probably agree with you. I. It's weird because like trying to like think of like this power. There's just like power void. It feels like now in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like now that they've been dethroned, like the Cleveland like winning that championship was like weird, and it was like okay like is cleveland now and then like the next year they like that summer golden state signs kevin durant and changes that conversation completely i don't know like where you go from here like who's like i think the top teams in the west are still the top teams in the west next year like houston golden state unless something drastically changes the lakers if you want to not there yet if you want to consider oklahoma city in there sure like whatever Utah maybe, but like other than that, like I'll take Los Angeles. I mean, you have Portland some respect, but you, it's just like what else is that team gonna do? Yeah. Like as easy as they got bounced in the first round, they can make it to the Western Conference Finals. Like, they're who knows with them really? But it like, feels like that team is capped out, kind of. But I said that last year too. Yeah, that's look, true. Look where they got. I mean, um, the Nuggets maybe, but like it doesn't feel like they have the firing power to be there with Golden State or even Houston. Mm-hmm. It's just this weird like place now is like and like free agency is gonna jumble this thing up again. Like who knows what this this is and like it's hard to say like yes, this is definitively the end of this run because like Kevin Durant could opt back in, they could offer him a max deal, and like for the next four years they could still just be as good and just like have a year off essentially. It, I guess it just depends on what kind of tax bill the owner's willing to pay. Because it's going to get really expensive really fast. Someone's got to fund this new stadium they're going to. I know. And it's like they were their their team salary this year was at 148. It's a they, lot. 
it's like 40 million over the cap it's a <laughs> like lot 20 28 million over the the tax line and then once you start doing it year after year after year like you that repeater tax starts up to just a quarter of a billion, you. billion dollars pretty quick oh easily so you know part of me is like do they are they worried about that i have no idea this is like a way off future question that i don't know and no one's really gonna know until they actually do it one way or the other i wouldn't i do wonder of course you want kevin durant on your on your team but if they're so set on steph clay draymond for the future i do wonder if it's probably best for them to go ahead and say kevin durant we've loved having you have fun in new york <laughs> have fun playing elsewhere it, it would be best for their roster construction if they don't think KD is going to be what he has been. If they don't want to pay the absurd tax bill that's going to come with keeping him and all their other guys. And they're just like, we need to build this team out because clearly our depth was a problem this year. Like very clearly, like the depth in the defense was an issue. And we need to address this. Yeah. Because Draymond can't do it all by himself. Yeah, I mean, he played 44. He rested four game minutes, which is insane. Like, you can't... They needed him out there, too. Like, uh... He's out there telling people, go here, some boogie, like, no, go over there. You're not going to go up in this pick and roll. I'm going to sprint there for you. Right. Is it... Oh, man. It's going to be a tough offseason for the Warriors. Because, like, obviously, they're going to offer Clay the max. You assume he comes back, but that's not like a guaranteed in the bank thing. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's gonna be an interesting off season for them. Interesting off season for the Raptors as well. Like Kawhi could easily as walk walk, and you're looking at a full rebuild. From oh them. yeah, it could get real bad real fast for them too. They could be Orlando. This could be a snap one, of a finger. One time one time hit for them. I think it's worth it though. You did the right I mean, thing. Absolutely. You you go win an NBA championship because not many guys can do that. Kawhi just ended dynasties over here, but that's different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he he's done it twice now with Miami and three times and the Spurs. Oh <laughs> snap! Oh, stay spicy, friends. Uh, but do you want to talk about anything else, Matt? Like, what do you want to hit on from here? You know. Well, one, I want to, knowing the, like, we're here, it's a Thursday. Well, I guess by the time we're recording now, it's crossed into Friday. It's past midnight now. Like, drafts a week away. Woj is, like, starting to hit at AD things. It's like, I feel like we need to save that. We need to just let the Raptors have this because I, I don't, like you just mentioned, I don't think they're getting this again anytime soon. This is This is it for the Raptors for a while. If Kawhi walks, it could be. And, like, that's the crazy I'm assuming thing. he's walking. I'm assuming Kawhi, like, this was a good run. This was fun. Yeah, there's a chance. Like, to me, like, there's, like, 20, 30% chance he's coming back to Toronto. And, that like, that's a, probably a better number than I would have given him at the beginning of the season. It was, like, a 5% chance at the beginning but, of the season, honestly. And so, like, he'll, he'll probably hear him out. He'll probably hear their number, consider it. But I, I still don't think Toronto is his ultimate destination. Unless he's just essentially does a one and one, like a one year and then a player option player on the option. second. Like I don't I don't see him sticking around Toronto. I don't think this is where he wants to build out the rest of his career. The places he wants to go have the money to do it. So I mean like the thing is like he 
his biggest reason for getting out of San Antonio is he felt like he never really had like the market share of other big NBA superstars. I mean, Toronto's a big market. Like that should not be misunderstood. Like Toronto right. is huge. Right. Toronto's like I think uh, I looked it up. Like the sixth biggest NBA city. Like that, that's a major market. And like we've been talking about, like you have Canada behind you. It's not just Toronto. It's not just Ontario. It is Canada. Like, there's a lot of people there. Like, there's a lot of snow and moose there also. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of people there who, like, will buy your jersey and your New Balances and stuff. Except for, like, how much did we talk about Kawhi during the regular season on this podcast? Like, I, we know we talked about, like, he had load management, whatever. But yeah. we, we were talking about Giannis. And he's in Milwaukee, which yeah. is not a top 10 NBA no. city. And it's like... He dominated the media because of what he did in the States, and no one forgot about him. I, he was also kind of like a freak show. This is his true coming out season, like even more than last year. That's a good it, point. So, I mean, some, some new meat, some like new content um, was nice because we've seen Kawhi even do this. This is like his second finals MVP. Right. Like This is only, not a new thing. Yeah, it's only him, Magic, and Tim Duncan to win up two finals MVP at 27 or, or younger. So it's like, he, even he's been here, done that. And we, we wrote him off for a year cause of the injury. So it's like, we had a year without him. It was San Antonio. Even then you're right. He was in Toronto. So maybe we didn't give him enough love, but he was out a lot. We didn't know if Toronto yeah. was actually great or were they just kind of same old Toronto. I think we were both in agreement on the beginning of the year. Like they were clearly not in our top four. Or they were out, at least at mine, like the fourth team in the East. It was it was close with them, but like it very clearly felt like Boston was above them. You assumed Philly was probably above them, and then it was kind of like them, Milwaukee. We'll just kind of see what shakes out. Right. And obviously, it's more like Milwaukee and Toronto, and then Boston, Philly, or how whatever order you want to arrange those couple tiers, but. Like, very clear that became the order. I get the perspective that Kawhi didn't get enough publicity. You'll get a lot of publicity if you go to New York or L.A. You'll get a lot. And that's kind of the you point. You might get more than you ask for. Point I was, like, getting at is, like, yes, he has Toronto. He has Canada behind him. But, like, even on when LeBron wasn't playing, like, the biggest storyline maybe in sports was LeBron James. And, like, a part of that is LeBron James because he is one of the biggest names in sports. However, like a lot of that is where he's at. And I just wonder so like is Kawhi still just Kawhi though and is he just going to get overshadowed like, by LeBron he just being is, in the same you, same city? If you go to LA, yeah, like you're just not going to have the publicity that LeBron is. If you go to New York and KD goes to New York, even though he's hurt, is he still going to get more publicity? <laughs> Right. And then you, if Kyrie goes to the Nets and you go to the Knicks or whatever, like does Kyrie still get more publicity than you, even though you're a better player than Kyrie? Probably, because Kyrie's a good quote. Yeah, he he's just crazy. Is. So, like, I, I don't know if if he goes to either one, if he's ever going to be like the main headline in a positive way. Which is insane. Like we're talking about two-time Finals MVP, like one of the yeah. best players in this generation, and like he's not. Like, he's like the Tim Duncan, like underappreciated, wildly underappreciated. And so that's why I wonder, like, if he starts considering that, like, I'm just kind of 
this. Yeah. Maybe Toronto's a perfect place for me. He might. I'm not betting on it, but he might. Yeah. I the this part of the year would have to be way better than Jan, December, January, February, because it yeah. sucks. It's gonna be yeah. it's cold. I don't know. Like it's both of these teams. Like it's just not like oh, like Golden State has an easy path back to the finals. Oh, Toronto has an easy back to the final easy path back to the finals next year because like. Philly took them to all of Game Seven. Yeah, all like till the last second. And Danny like, Green, Danny Green even said like it was the Philly series was more difficult than the Milwaukee series because Philly just had all kinds of dudes and it was just one after another after another. Like you just had to keep defending. Milwaukee was just Giannis. Like any of these teams though could like make a run right next year. And that's the thing is like it's just not like. There's not an easy path for either of these teams, and like it's gonna be interesting to see what unfolds in this off season ultimately, because so much of this is gonna change within the next month. Like we are fourteen, two week, sixteen days away from free agency. Free agency. Yeah, and probably less from an AD trade. <laughs> Apparently, it Let, could be two days. It could. Let's be, go, man. NBA draft next week. How excited for that are you? I'm pumped. You know, the draft, it's always fun for me, but then it's always like a letdown because it's like I put all that work into like two hours worth of it. <laughs> but like, it's still really fun. I enjoy the draft a lot. So we'll have some sort of draft pod here in the next week, um, just depending on when we want to do it. I was trying to think of like dates we could do it, and my brain's just too tired right now. It is. <laughs> it's 12, 12 15. I need to go to bed. Matt, this has been a lot of fun. I'm going to miss these, like, emergency podcasts right after the finals. I know. It's going to be sad. We'll have to do it again next season. Except cool. with all of the playoffs. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Matt, Matt realized what I just said. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll see you back next week. Or next podcast. Whenever it